This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles for this, I've lost track of the days already, this Wednesday the 1st of April. I'm joined by Mawera Karatai in Whakatani. Welcome, Mawera. Sure to say. Sorry, I was just, we were using um, something new for communication today and I couldn't find the unmute button. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful day in Whakatani today. It is. It's not here. It's grey and yucky. I'm sorry about that. You should have made your bubble in Whakatani, Sam. <laughs> And we're also joined by Rebecca and Bill, Rebecca Black and Bill Tomlinson. And they're not in Whakatane or Dunedin. They are in Irvine in Orange County in California. Welcome. Thanks very much. Hi there. Thanks for having us. What sort of day are you having? Um, it's night now. It's about 30 in the evening. Um, it was a beautiful day today. It was. Sunny and a couple of clouds, but not much. So how are you... How are you going over there in Irvine? Are you in lockdown? Yeah, we've been in lockdown for two and a half weeks. Um, and uh, we're in lockdown for an unspecified amount of time going forward. We just got the notice that our kids' school is, or their daycare is closed at least to the end of April. Um, so uh, so we, have, we have at least four more weeks or five more weeks, I guess, ahead of us. Right. And was it voluntary at the start or is, is it, what's the deal? It, it was voluntary for 24 hours. Um, we, we, so so the, the metric for us is when the kids were in school. So um, that's the, because we, we uh, as professors, we both work from home sometimes anyway. So working from home isn't, isn't that big a change. Um, but whether the kids were going to school was the real, that was the real, real differentiator for us. And I guess it was on, on Thursday night, we decided not to send the kids to school on Friday. And then on Friday in the middle of the day, they said, nobody's going to school on Monday. And, uh, and so that was two and a half weeks ago. And what have you been doing to keep everybody entertained? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we initially made some elaborate schedules with links to YouTube children's Zoom videos and different celebrities reading books. And we had all these links in there and we've used approximately none of, <laughs> <laughs> of any of those links or resources that that we we put together um but bill put together do you want to tell them about dad's school yeah so um so yeah so so what one of the challenges that that we had at the beginning was um when we decided to keep the kids home from school on friday morning um that friday morning rebecca became I, sick with an unspecified, unusual 
flu-like illness, um, <laughs> that there aren't enough tests in the United States to ascertain what kind of flu-like illness it happens to be. But the doctors said that we should treat as a mild case of coronavirus. And so, um, so Rebecca was quarantined in her bedroom for two weeks. So for the first two weeks of the last two and a half weeks, um, Rebecca was, couldn't leave one room. So um, Bill's been taking care of everybody and doing a wonderful <laughs> job of it. Everybody's still alive, so I count that as a, as a victory. Um, but yeah, so, so the process, so in, in the it, first couple of days, Rebecca was pretty, pretty laid out. And so, um, so I was like, okay, how am I going to homeschool these kids at all? Um, and so I, I called upon various family members. And I, I, our kids have long had this mental model of a thing called dad school, which is if you, if you whine too much about not wanting to go to school, like once in a while, maybe you can skip it, but then you're subjected to like learning Latin or whatever it happens to be on the tip of my mind at the time. And so, um, and so, so dad school sort of flowered in, in the, the moist soil of quarantine. Um, and so we've called upon a bunch of different friends and family to, to do this dad school thing. And so the first, the, for the first week or two, it was twice a day, 11 and two. And so let's see, we've had, we've learned how to make bread. We've learned about metamorphosis. We've learned about the history of time. We've learned about the stock market. We've learned about horse anatomy. Um, animal tool use. Animal tool use. Animation. Two, two sessions of animation. Uh, TikTok. Um, <laughs> How the lungs work, proper ways to wash your hands. Which was a, that was a which great. Was, some of these have been fantastic. Because like, <laughs> how to can, can I tell you how to wash your hands? You can. Uh, do you, okay, so first you okay take you get your hands wet to start because the suds are very important. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't dry your hands out as much if you get some if you get them wet to start. You take a pump of soap, you then scrub it in your hands to um, to get a lather. So then first you just sort of do the normal washing hands thing that everybody does where you rub your palms together. Then you flip your hand over into the back of one hand with the palm of the other hand, and then you switch into the back of the other hand with the palm of that hand. Well, you're interlacing your fingers. Sort of interlace your fingers. But you forgot the, like, initial... Oh, right. Initially, you also do sort of like a, I don't know... Do you all do the here's the church, here's the steeple <laughs> in New Zealand? Yeah. Okay, gotta, <laughs> so you do that. Do that. <laughs> then you do the backs of them. And then everybody always misses their thumb, so you, you sort of you know, go around your thumb with one hand and then you switch and go around your thumb with the other hand. And then you do, you clean your nails on your palm with both hands and then you wash your wrists and then you rinse that off. And that is our emergency room, emergency room pediatrician friends approved hand washing technique. Group chat from Leslie's family. Stop. But this, this is exactly Stop. the thing is that, that different bubbles interact with each other at may or may not work well with the other bubbles and what's going on. Yeah. We, we had a 55th anniversary party by, by Zoom. Oh, yeah. My parents had their 55th oh, anniversary. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then simultaneously, it was the only time that uh, they, they were not at the – they were up in Santa Cruz, um, mm -hmm. but they're, they're home quarantined up there too, so right. they, don't, they don't get to leave either. Um, but so that was the only time that Addie, our, our five-year-old daughter's – kindergarten or her transitional kindergarten teacher um, was available to meet with her. And so, you know, then we, you know, Rebecca and Addie stepped away to go talk to the, te the teacher and then, then rejoined the, the Zoom party. It's amazing, isn't it, that the technology that we have available to us today that 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Even, even as 
15 years ago, not very long ago. But yeah. Technology's moved fast. Yep. Yeah, it really has. Let's listen to the Weepies. <laughs> Yesterday when you were young, everything you needed done was done for you. Now you do it on your own, but you find you're all alone. What can you do? You, you and me. Walk on, walk on, walk on. Cause you can't go back now. You know there will be days when you're so tired that you can't take another step. Night will have no stars and you'll think you've gone as far as you will ever get. But you and me walk on, walk on, walk on. Cause you can't go back now. And yeah. somewhere else But in the end the only steps that matter are the ones you take all by yourself And you and me Walk on, walk on, walk on Yeah, you and me Walk on, walk on, walk on Cause you can't go back now Walk on, walk on, walk on You can't go back now So Bill, what did you have them doing in dad's school? So let's see, I was trying to trying to think of, back on all of the various different um, activities we had. The um, It's been interesting to see that some of the activities um, require full-on attention from, the, from uh, our end and others don't. And it's that from my point of view, when Rebecca was in quarantine and I was trying to take care of both kids, like the whole purpose of dad school was let me load the dishwasher. That was its entire like raison d'etre <laughs> was like give me like 15 whole minutes in a row to load the dishwasher. And so the prospect of having to simultaneously orchestrate that process, like it, it, it took away its entire, the entire underpinnings of the, of the, uh, the activity. But, um, but nevertheless, it's also been really nice to have a chance to talk to different family members um, and to see what people decide that they're going to teach. And then there are kids from all oh, yeah. over the the neighborhood and different parts of the country who were who join us at Dad's school. Yeah. So that's kind of fun too. Yeah, I guess we've had California, Virginia, Maryland. Um, anybody else? Some of your, like, I don't know where your sister's friends yeah. are, but well, we had five or six families from from different parts of the United States all all participating. Yeah, oh wow. One of the best, one of the best things about being quarantined <laughs> and dad's school 
is before going into quarantine, the kids would always say, mama, 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 all the time. And it's been totally replaced with dada. So <laughs> they ask him for everything now. It's wonderful. <laughs> Let's hear from Tahu McKenzie. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu McKenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui ke koutou. Ko Tahu McKenzie aho. I hope you're all having the best day in your beautiful, beautiful, beloved bubbles. And I'm so honoured and I'm so grateful to have this time with you and share my bubble vision with you all. So as we know, we are the most miraculous and magnificent species of animal quite newly evolved on this planet and we owe our life our very breath that we take in this moment together now and our entire existence to all of the lives that have gone before us all of the lives that surround us now and with our life we can make this beautiful beautiful planet that we call home ready for the lives that are waiting to be born we can make it even better and in this time you know I'm just so excited that we're here together and we are continuing our evolution we have evolved this beautiful consciousness we are nature herself perceiving herself we are this beautiful species that is able to gaze upon the beauty of the world around us take our observations within, form frameworks of meaning and create and create and create from that point. And we're just so lucky that we're able to do this collaboratively and supportively with the other life forms around us. And as we learn more and more and we move closer and closer to the light, the illumination, the knowledge that we're all sharing, we return, we return home to our true nature and we connect with our family once again. And so because we started with the breath, I thought we might connect with some of our beautiful family members that make each breath we take possible. Our beautiful family members, our beautiful relations in the plant kingdom. So I really hope that you can see some now. I hope that as you enjoy breathing in some beautiful fresh air from your bubble and I hope that you're getting lots and lots of time outside in the sun and the fresh air that our beautiful relations from the plant kingdom are making for us you're really enjoying this time and this space to breathe and to learn so our family of beautiful plant forms erupted into being we think and of course there's still so much to learn but we think about 2.7 billion years ago in the form of cyanobacteria and cyanobacteria began that wonderful process that I would love to be able to do one day we'll just wait and see of harnessing the power of the sun the energy of the sun from outer space taking it within and forming food from it forming carbohydrate forming sugars from it and in this process releasing oxygen as a byproduct 
And I just think this is so incredible. And I love, one of the things I love to do, really tuning into that breath, really tuning into that fresh air and gazing out upon all the different shades of green that I have in my beautiful beloved bubble. All of the different species of plants, all the different family members that are out there in my backyard and just watch them unfurling their big green leaves up to the sun and their leaves shining in the sun and looking so joyful and I love imagining being able to do this myself and I know that we feel this ourselves when we go out in the sun we feel the sense of oh you know it's delicious and it does sustain us and of course we photosynthesize we make vitamin D so not quite in the same way as our other family members in the plant kingdom but we are certainly drawing great sustenance from it and so when I look out there in my backyard bubble I can see some of the many thousands of species of Rakomari native plants that we're so lucky to have here in New Zealand and I can also see some of the thousands of non-native plants that have been introduced to New Zealand and I'll be talking more with you about this in my next bubble vision but I hope you're all having the most wonderful day, enjoying each breath, enjoying that connection to all living things and an infinite web of life. I'm really looking forward to talking to you next time. Ka kite. So are we trying to work while we're doing this, this isolation? Uh, well, we have trying. to. We're, we're both teaching classes, so... <laughs> Um, but we're trying to, um, trying to be realistic in terms of expectations for ourselves as well as for our students. This is such a, an upheaval of their lives and, uh, the, the way that they, you know, the setup that they usually have for learning and stuff. So I'm really trying to make it as fun as possible. Mm. So are you carry, your class is carrying on? Yes. The entire university has gone remote. Oh, there's Miles. Hello. Hi, Miles. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Miles. Say hi. Hello. How's that school yeah. going? We're good. <laughs> well, are you learning what's lots? What's been your favorite? Yeah. It's like different things every day what are some of the ones you remember one day it's like one day it's like embryology and the other day it's like making bread <laughs> <laughs> so it's totally consistent on what we're learning <laughs> and then i have my uh, distance learning um, for my class we do it on google classroom and stuff oh, with, with your real teacher <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and what are what they kinds of things you, there? What are they getting you to do? Uh, we do like we do like like um there's like this article and then we answer questions about it. Yeah. Like Muzella. Yeah. Right. Okay, this is Jack Barrett. Hi Jack. Hi, Jack. <laughs> Jack, this is Bill. And Miles and Rebecca. Hi, Miles is doing homeschooling as well. 
Okay. Well, teachers. Okay. But he sounds like he's doing way more cool stuff than we are. So I need to up my parent teaching game, I think. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Jack's welcome to come to dad's school. Yes. Yeah, I can. I can, I can <laughs> He's <laughs> run away from that idea. <laughs> he's off. He's left to ride his bike. In California, are you allowed outside? What's the deal? Yeah, we're we're allowed outside, um, outside um, to exercise and to go for walks and such. One of the big open questions has been whether or not you're allowed to go surfing. Um, that's you know. So so at first it was sort of a you're discouraged from going out. <clears throat> then they closed all the parking lots and people still went, but it meant you just had to go for a little bit longer of a walk. And, uh, and now I think the lifeguards are going around and, and ticketing. ticketing and giving people thousand dollar fines for surfing at some of the beaches, at some, of the beaches. Some, some of the more, uh, uh, obscure breaks. I think you can, uh, you can, still surf. you can still surf, but you have to hike like a mile and a half in with yeah. your board. So, Yeah. I would like some clarity around that too. Not surfing, but swimming. Swimming. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the instruction here is not to do anything that's going, you're going to need to get rescued from. Ah, uh, that makes fair, sense. Fair enough. Yeah. I still remember when you were here visiting Sam, and that you you were such a swimmer that the the lifeguards followed you around in their boat because you <laughs> made them feel nervous. <laughs> just because I was going along instead of just out a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, you swam like three towns over. I don't think that <laughs> the local swimmers do that. Let's hear from Simon and Garfunkel. Streams are ripe and swelled with rain. May she will stay resting in my arms again. Walk, she'll prowl the night. July, she will fly and give no warning to her flight. August, die she must. The autumn. Blow chilly and cold September I remember A love once new has now an old song isn't it when's that 1970 72 something like that let's go with that
Rahui Images by Andy Thompson, providing us with daily inspiration through the camera lens. See Andy's pictures on andythompsonphotographynz.co.nz Kia ora, it's Andy Thompson speaking, Andy Thompson Photography NZ. Uh, my second blog, uh, COVID-19 Rahui Images for 27th of March, uh, titled Seasonal Changes. And um, it's uh, interesting um, when you commit yourself to such a challenge, um, I ended up having to kind of produce three images that are worthy, or well, I think are worthy, um, uh, for the day, which is actually quite a challenge when it's a dull, cloudy day, which is what the 27th of March dawned out to be um, and quite amazingly um, the photography tip that I put in here is about depth of field so um, I talk about um, how you can get a shallow depth of field and how you can get a larger depth of field and how you could take a image of a subject um, uh, take a photograph of a subject <clears throat> and you can decide on what the background is going to be and in this particular case on this blog I talk about how you can get a blurry background. And so I play with this and I find this uh, on my walk, I find this um, autumn leaf, which is so relevant because autumn is about change. Uh, it's about going into winter. It's about uh, uh, life starting to um, peel away and die. And also it's a, it's a season for harvesting as well. So I didn't see anything on my walk until this moment where I saw this beautiful autumn leaf out the corner of my eye. So I played with this. And, um, and sort of put it up against the clouds as a background and then also um, found a, a greeny sort of background but also some light coming back through the leaf to show the veins. So yeah, um, this blog is about seasonal changes and it's quite relevant at the moment. Um, and also it's interesting how when you go for a walk, uh, the great thing about photography is it makes you a better observer. And um, it's amazing what you, uh, what you can see uh, when you start traveling through your local backyard. There is an infinite amount of images that you can produce. Um, and I guess the key thing here also is thinking about um, not just taking a memory or a snap, trying to add in a little bit of artistic uh, photographic element um, aspect into your photography. So anyway, have a look at my blog. It's about, uh, this is about depth of field on this one um, and, uh, and how some suggestions and f-stops that you might use in regards to um, what you can do for the background. Remembering that if you have a higher number, uh, you'll have a, a, a bigger depth of field, which means most things will be in focus. And if you have a lower number, which is uh, increasing the iris and the size, you'll have a shallow depth of field. So you can play around with that. Good luck. Kia kaha. So my, my sister has been doing sort of an interesting project. Sam, did, have you ever met my sister? I forget. No. She was, uh, no, okay. Um, she's, I have, uh, she's I've met animation. her online, but not, not actually. Oh, okay. <clears throat> which, which, which okay. are, by the standards of now, it is as good as me. Yeah, yes. you met her. <laughs> um, but she, she's an animation professor and she's made a series of, what merit badges yeah she, animated merit badges drawn animated merit badges that are like got off the couch um <laughs> yeah or like exercised they, there are things you can earn while in quarantine stayed home for two weeks stayed home for three weeks yeah. <laughs> checked on an elder so 
those have been kind of fun since yeah. there she's sending them around on Facebook and people have been using them. Yeah. So she's taking taking suggestions too. So we've been we're good merit badges. You know, left the house at all. <laughs> are, you, are you getting lots and lots of people walking around? Um, yeah, I... lots and lots isn't not, I wouldn't say lots and lots, but like, so we, we went out for a, a walk this afternoon with the kids and on a 20 minute walk, we maybe saw three or four other people in our neighborhood. Yeah. People yeah, so walking their dogs and everybody has pretty good manners about sort of if it, since most people know each other, you know, where a person's probably going to go because you know, which dog lives in which house and so <laughs> you can get out of their way yeah, give so, them their six feet of clearance right. when we're walking around in in sawyer's bay and all of a sudden there's an awful lot of people walking around and there's no cars on the road and there's a there's a feeling of hey, this is nice so if you ignore mm-hmm. the disruption yeah. and the, the the everything else that's going on that's bad we seem to have stumbled on quite a nice thing yeah, it's yeah. it's wonderful <laughs> having there not be a million. I'm, we live pretty close to a, a relatively busy highway yeah. and a busy road, and you can usually hear the traffic noise from the highway, and uh, can't hear it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it's very quiet. Um, the air quality is wonderful. You can see the mountains in the distance. It's a uh, it's really nice. Yeah, I've, I've been going out and doing more gardening. <laughs> and we have there are some hummingbirds that live out in our front garden, and so it's been nice to nice to see them. And there's a uh, we have western fence lizards that uh, that are these little lizards that live in our garden. And so um, I've started to collect the grubs that I find the, in the dirt to feed to them. Yeah, <laughs> you better not let the kids hear this. Oh. <laughs> You're going to be so, in trouble. So, so actually, we do have a challenge because when. In our previous house, we had trained the lizards that lived in our yard to come and eat the eat mealworms, to and would train them to such an extent that if you went in the backyard without mealworms to just like take a phone call or something, they'd come over and bite your toe because they want mealworms. <laughs> and, and so we were going to train these ones with mealworms too, but but Miles really didn't want to hurt the mealworms. He's and so yeah, he's a he's a real animal lover, and uh, and it, it yeah, so um. So at any rate, but I feel like the grubs are, they drew first blood because they were eating my vegetables. <laughs> and so they get to be lizard food. So in a bit, we're going to play Aaron Wright's Always Build It Better. What are we learning about how we can live better? I mean, it is nice to have things be a bit slower and be able to, I've, I've been playing video games with Addy in a way that often in the past, it might be like, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. And it's now it's like, well, we're going to be here for six weeks. Might as well play some video games for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's that is really nice. I don't have the same sort of I don't drive to check my email and things like that quite as often or well, clearly not to go and run errands or do things. And I'll go sit in the backyard and have uh, our daughter sit in my lap and we just sit out there and watch the hummingbirds and watch the bees. And yeah. it's, uh, it's been really nice. And one other thing that I, I noticed really dramatically 
we make a lot less trash. <laughs> I don't know exactly why, mm. but like during the two weeks that Rebecca was in quarantine, we, we made like one trash can full of trash. And I think it's mostly because, in, you know, instead of eating out every so often, we just are making our own food. And just the, the throughput of waste has just dropped, dropped way off. It's really driving home how little, how little we need to, to be happy. And, uh, and, that, and that's really nice. It's, it's been a good reminder for that. still see where the water was in a line at the top of the chimney bricks sometimes something so broken can never be fixed so we saved a few things that were spare and brought it to the ground Always build it better the second time around. the place where we used to live Where you said you never wanted kids Sometimes something so broken can never be fixed I'm sleeping more and eating again I'm starting over like a factory town
professionally, you've been preparing for the zombie apocalypse for a long time. <laughs> yes. Okay, maybe not the zombie apocalypse, but collapse informatics. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are, are we close to that? Yeah. What what of what's what's coming I mean, through? What's not? So, so I think for me, the thing that the the meme that has most effectively captured this moment um, is it's two pictures side by side, and on on the left is a picture from Mad Max, from from uh, uh, the Road Warrior movie, of somebody in like. A, 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 in sort of battle armor from the full-on apocalypse. And the caption says, this is what I thought that apocalypse was going to be like. And then on the other side, it has a picture from the movie The Big Lebowski, where Jeff Bridges is like wearing a bathrobe and slippers <laughs> and is like buying milk at the grocery store. And he's like, what, what, are, what are outfits are actually like in the apocalypse? Um, and, you know, and so I feel like that, that has been... Um, you know, it certainly has not manifested in, in anything like the Walking Dead type model of the world. But, um, but you know, various people have talked about, you know, been communicating with various friends about possible ways that things could go. And so, you know, there are misgivings about whether or not the U.S. November election will proceed and sort of what this could mean for broader um, international politics of one way or another. Um, but at least right now, it seems like everything is... Um, it's it's been really nice to see how how the community that we live in, which is mostly a, a faculty and staff from the university housing community, um, has sort of rallied together to 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 address this challenging situation together rather than apart. You know, people are offering to buy us groceries and stuff, and um, they we got a free you know half gallon of milk because somebody it, they don't drink milk and it showed up in their delivery. And, yeah, and. Um... People set up a, a Google sign-up form where you can offer to shop for vulnerable members of the community and things like that. So yeah. it's it's giving you a, a sense of uh, of how people might uh, respond with collapse. Do you think those things might stick? Let's assume we get out of this eventually. Well, are we going to? Are those things going to stick, or are we going to get set free from our houses and run around like crazy things and forget all those things? I imagine there'll be some of each. I imagine some of them will stick around. And um, you know, one thing that we've been finding is that Miles is our, our son, who is just here. Uh, his his relationships have shifted a little bit based on sort of who is you know who's available in different video games, who's available at different times, who's available from different different media. Um, and what's nice is I think the relationships that predate this will stick around after this. And I think the relationships that are being formed will also stick around after this. And so it'll be, it'll be sort of the, both sets of relationships will continue on in the future, I imagine. Liesel Mitchell is a downtown dweller urban explorer and conversationalist, observing city life in lockdown. Hello there, this is Liesl, talking from the bubble, um, high above the township of Dunedin, uh, looking, out, looking out the window at the moment in the downtown area, uh, watching the cars going past actually, and um, 
amazed by how many cars are going past and I'm not quite sure what that's all about. Obviously we've got our essential workers working which is amazing and I think we've all got a lot to be grateful for for those people that are still delivering services and making sure certain things happen. Um, but there seems to be a lot of people driving around and I don't know, I guess, yeah, my thoughts are just I hope that people are staying staying at home and um, looking after the fact that we're all interconnected and if we all stay home then we're all better off but if some of us kind of like venture out outside our little bubbles into the world which is of course what we all want to do um, but we've got to sort of suck it up and it's not a nice feeling I know I I got grumpy just before actually I was, I was going for a bit of a walk as I'm trying to do just do a little bit of a loop around the block sort of a couple of times a day just to get some fresh air and um, I thought I might do my grocery shopping at the same time so I headed for the countdown for the lovely countdown and um, when I got there the car park was almost full and I thought oh yeah I don't know like is it a good time to go into the car park um, is it a good time to go into the countdown and uh, you know, without trying to be too kind of risky, risky, uh, risk adverse, um, too germ phobic in this world of germs that we're living in. Um, I also think probably not great to go to the supermarket when there's heaps of people there. And um, yeah, I'm not sure how other people are feeling about actually going to the supermarket because it's weirdly sort of our one point of human contact. So at one level, it's like, woohoo, go to the supermarket. Like, I'm sort of excited. I was excited this morning. I packed my little bags and my in my uh, bag that I was taking with me on my wander and I thought right supermarket this is a bit of a treat might come home with some treats as well and uh, then felt kind of really a bit a bit disappointed actually because I was then sort of caught because I didn't want to go in when it was busy but equally I was really looking forward to kind of like seeing some people and, and wandering around so it's a tricky one it's a balance um, I don't quite know what the right answer to it all is but uh, but yeah, I think it's it's that realisation that we are all dependent on each other. We really do, human beings, you know, we like to think that we've got it all sorted out all by ourselves, but um, we've actually got a lot more power and a lot more sort of um, positive things that can happen if we all work together. And, you know, I think most of us are getting on board with this idea that we've got to keep our bubbles safe that we've got to um, reduce our contact with other human beings in the physical sense. But what is super cool is that we've got all this opportunity to connect in a more virtual sense, get back on the telephone, have a chat with friends. So we don't need to get out in our cars to get out of our space. Like, I think this is the thing. It's hard to be in this little space all this time, stay at home. It can get a little bit uh, testing. So try to find ways to get out of your own sort of headspace, I guess, and connect with other people. Um, I know a few people writing a journal, a few people that are uploading videos on social media and um, recording their time, um, taking photos, doing some creative things. Those things all help, and I know those are things I'm doing too. But um, yeah, I guess I just wanted to reflect on how connected we actually are and taking the time to think about that by by acknowledging the greater good of this situation and uh, staying home. So 
to all those cars I'm seeing driving past, I hope you've got something really positive that you're doing and helping us all out. And it's not just people wandering the streets in their cars, if you can wander the street in your cars. Anyway, have a great day, people. Enjoy the bubble. Keep the bubble safe. Take care. So, some questions to end with then. Some of these you've had through Sustainable Lens, but that was a long time ago, so we'll ask them again anyway. What's the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years? The biggest success we've had in the last couple of years? Um, like, just... Oh, I mean, my biggest success was getting us all to move to New Zealand. <laughs> 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 I mean, it was a pretty big success. It was, you know, it was a good adventure. It, it was, it was wonderful. But I'm not sure how I ended up back in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's not what you meant. Okay, different. <laughs> that's, that's oh, I learned how to surf. Oh, that. that oh, did you? Yeah, I did. Are you now addicted to it? Pardon? Are you now addicted to it? I am uh, totally obsessed. I I went every day for like how many months? And, a for a long time until I finally blew out my bicep and my shoulder and had to take a, a hiatus. So my biggest success might be the fact that my wife now surfs with me. <laughs> <laughs> so over on Sustainable Lens, we're writing a book of our conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes collection of people making a positive difference okay um so if you're in that mansion of those those superheroes what's mm -hmm. the what's your superpower what is it that you do that's that's really making a difference um i don't know i, I can see into the future cool actually or oh. as a thing <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's a superpower. Like I can. Uh, um, so, so is this? I, I think it was a real. Oh, it was a real question. question. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. I mean, ultimately, it was, <laughs> I mean, the the prospect of being able to sort of connect things that are in the present to things that that are you know on longer time scales is sort of the. I think that's where I was heading with it. But yeah. what's your superpower? I, I mean, I don't know that I. I think I'm a good sort of people connector. Um, so good at sort of getting people who are skilled at various things or why are you looking at me like that? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm appreciating your I couldn't, power. Okay, good. I couldn't, I couldn't tell if that was appreciation or skepticism, but I, I, I feel like that would be my super power that I'm uh, decent at a, sort of getting a sense of what sort of people would work well together and uh, and facilitating that. And do you consider yourself to be an activist? Yeah. Yes. Are you able to do that from your bubble? In New Zealand, we're calling it bubble. We realize that it's not being called bubble all over the place. It, it, it's a good term. It makes perfect sense. It's, it's not sort of, we don't use it here, but it makes it's obvious what it is. So, um, I mean, one of the biggest forms of activism we can engage in right now is voting. So yes, we're going to do whatever we can to, uh, 
to to make sure that uh, voting rights are preserved and being able to uh, um, mail in ballots if if in person voting is shut down as there's been some some talk about and things like that. Yeah, I guess during the two weeks Rebecca was in quarantine, I, I could do maybe 15 minutes of discretionary anything a day, aside from like preparing food for the kids. And on one of my 15 minutes, I obeyed my mother's direct order to write to both my senators and congressperson to preserve habeas, to preserve the right of habeas corpus, which was gearing up to be taken away in the US. And so, um, so, uh, so yeah, so, so while, while it is not quite as abundant as it once was, like, yes, there's still certainly activism happening in this context. And what motivates you? What's getting you out of bed in the morning? I mean, our kid, I would just, no. (laughs) (laughs) I would just stay in bed. But that's just because we have a kid who's young enough that we haven't gotten to stay in bed for like, (laughs) you know, five, five and a half years. So I'm like, I don't know. I'd just stay in bed if someone (laughs) let me. But, um, but, uh, uh, our children get us out of bed. Um, we have a good, a good community here, good friends. Um, so, and, uh, I think, uh, our students, uh, need a lot of support right now too. So that's, uh, that's a nice way to, to sort of be there for the community is being, uh, a presence for the students who are really shut off from, uh, what they're used to. And what challenges are you looking forward to in the next couple of years? I mean, I think one of the really interesting things that's happening right now is coronavirus is leading to vast social shifts. And they're social shifts of the type that, or at least of the scale that might be relevant to the kinds of changes that climate change will will need. And so while it you know, it's not precisely the same set of changes that need to happen. Um, it's a demonstration that with given the right set of incentives, global civilization can go do things completely differently, at least for temporary periods of time. Um, and so I'm really interested to see how that, th- this model of, of the fact that change is possible and change of this, at this scale can, can be enacted um, can be brought to bear in, in the climate change and, uh, and sustainability domain. We've often talked about maybe if climate change had a big sign on it saying that it started next Tuesday, it yeah. might prompt us into to taking action. Yeah. And this is clear and present in, in a way yeah. that perhaps we don't see climate change as being. Yeah, one of my, one of my postdocs has long said that if, if carbon dioxide were brown, we would not have a climate change problem. Um, because everything would be brown. And so it would be like, well, of course we have to fix it. It's brown. <laughs> um, and it's, it's that it's invisible and occurs over long time scales and, you know, gradually accretes, even though it then leads to specific instances of things like floods and, uh, and, and other, you know, weather patterns that are, that are devastating. We have fires around here quite a bit. Um, that, uh, that, yes, it's, it's hard to know how to, how to connect this, this ability to react to clear and present danger to the broader themes and slower crises of, of climate change. So at a societal level then, but rather than 
perhaps a personal one, although the societal is a collection of personal ones. What do you think is the biggest enduring change we're going to see? Um, I mean, it, it feels like this, it's sort of a downshift or something in a way that's, that, I, that I mean in sort of a positive sense. The notion that the fact that civilization, industrial civilization is kind of slowing down a bit the fact that that will take a little while to ramp back up is is desirable and hopefully will you know will will continue hopefully won't ramp back up quite as vigorously as it as it was going previous to this and what do you think yeah i mean and it would be nice if they could use some of the the data that they've been collecting just about how having the cars not on the streets and uh different forms of production and stuff slowing down or coming to a stop um, to, to sort of talk about the, the impact that these things have on the environment and how, how it really can make a difference. Cause often people sort of it's a rhetorical move where they say, Oh, well, it won't really make any difference. Humans can't impact the environment that much. And, um, and this might provide some, some counter evidence to that in a very clear way. Whereas before you couldn't just be like, well, let's just shut down society and see. (laughs) Yeah. It provides a nice experimental control. Yes. That, Oh, it's not anthropogenic. Well, let's go look at like March through September of 2020 (laughs) and let's see if it's anthropogenic. Exactly. Lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Check in on your family. Make sure everybody's doing okay. Hello. Any thoughts? I I mean I guess my my main advice um, I'm I'm really concerned about sort of the uh, I don't recall this being as much of a thing in New Zealand but we have a huge gig economy here people work for companies like Uber and Lyft and um, uh, uh, do personal shopping and food delivery and they aren't eligible for any of the, even the slight social support systems that we have in the States. So, um, so they're just all of a sudden completely out of work. And I think my advice is to think about the vulnerable members of the community. And um, if you're in a position to, to help them and look out for them a bit to, to try and do that. And actually building, building on that, I saw a, a post earlier today that was talking about how all of the various different things that, that we are doing to address this, everything from, you know, staying home to using hand sanitizer to washing your hands, those rely on things like hot running water and the availability of industrial supply chains. And there are you know, billions of people around the world who don't have access to those things. And so therefore the prospect of saying, oh, well, wash your hands seven times a day in the following way doesn't doesn't really solve anything for those people in this context. Thank you for that. Mawira, any last thoughts? Um, it is definitely a time to talk um, and think about the things that matter and remember the people that matter.
people who put themselves on the line for us every day. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for joining me, everyone. I've been talking with Bill Tomlinson, Rebecca Black, and Moira Karatai. You've been listening to Blowing Bubbles, brought to you by the Sustainable Lens team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic on Otago Access Radio. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.